0: My name is Ebony Harris and I'm Elisa Volkeen, and we are two brown chicks changing the face of therapy on both, both sides of, of the couch. couch. Thank you for joining us for another week of Between
1: Sessions podcast. Today we're going to talk about uh, a topic, I want to say controversial, but it's probably not controversial, but I just feel like it's a reason whenever we talk about mental health and therapy... It's the like a top reason why people are like, well, if I, if y'all want us to come to therapy, right? Then dot dot dot. Make it free, right? It should be free. It <laughs> it's should. a loaded topic, right? Yes, that's a good <laughs> that's a good one. Um, loaded for people that need mental health. Loaded for mental health clinicians, um, because it can feel divisive, and even like it can be a struggle when you just want to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, to I, we can get into this, but like the guilt of sometimes right. like, okay, maybe you shouldn't charge and maybe da, da, da. So we're going to talk about why is therapy so expensive?
0: So expensive. Quote unquote. Yes.
1: <laughs> so expensive. Um, and so we're going to go into some of the reasons, but I wanted to kind of talk about just briefly, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this stuff. I, I will. But I wanted to talk a little bit about just like what deems something expensive. Mm-hmm. um
0: how do we how do we define how we qualify yes expensive
1: yes um just because and, and not to say people aren't struggling you know mm-hmm. and people need to make sure that they're living within their budget absolutely and obviously financial stress is a huge part of even some health issues can mm-hmm. be like financially i can't pay my bills and so that makes me have other struggles yes, yeah right Um, so not to negate any of that, but I do think that it's interesting, um, just because I've had, I mean, nine, 10 years now. Um, and probably as soon as I graduated and and especially as soon as I got my license, my rate was, um, I've been private paid the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so it's always been interesting to hear people. Like sometimes you'll get on a phone call and do a consultation. It's like, oh my God, you're so expensive. And other people just are like, "Eh, whatever, like that's about what I saw when I was researching therapists or Um, My last therapist costs more than you. So it's mm-hmm. always interesting to see. And at some points, I think I thought like, oh, well, the people that can afford me are just like, they make a lot of money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I was like, nope, that's nope, not true. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. I work with students. Right. I work with teachers. I work with business people, business yeah. owners. Like it's a variety of people that right. have chosen and, and depending on their How they view money and how they view expensive is what determines whether or not they feel like therapy is expensive.
0: Well, and also how they value therapy. Right. What therapy means for them. Right. Right. And, you know, I've been there before where it's like, I don't know how I'm going to make it happen, but I'm going to need to make it happen because I need to go see my therapist. Mm -hmm. Especially when things are falling apart. You know, it's like, no, I I, I don't know how, but I'm, I'm just not going to eat out this week mm-hmm. or what have you and and making it work. Um, and so, again, it's like you say, we're, we are by, by no means downplaying that it can be incredibly difficult, especially if you're struggling with your mental health, to even create a budget. Right. You know, so we're not downplaying that at all. But if we're not in that situation where... You know, we're, we're, we're just trying to keep the lights on Mm -hmm. and it's a matter of what am I going to invest my money in? Right. And I think that goes
1: into just, um, when I, when I think of expensive, I, I, let me just say this, this is a new thing for me and I've talked I think I've talked about this on this podcast before, but, um, probably in the last two years is when I've really like spent some time really focusing on money, finances, how I spend money, my issues surrounding money, um and just understanding where my beliefs around money come from right and how to kind of change those things and so now expensive to me means something completely different than it may have like five years ago mm-hmm. um expensive to me means uh and I don't even use the word expensive so that's because I'm trying to define it and I'm like well I guess I don't technically use that word a lot of times it's like oh that's of my budget mm-hmm. right so that doesn't mean it's expensive that mm-hmm. just means at this point, I can't afford it, but mm-hmm. that you know I can get there if I make some changes or if I try to make more money or whatever. Um, and so I think that sometimes when people say that, I know it, it probably I don't say triggers me, but maybe it does triggers me a little bit more even now now that mm-hmm. I've kind of done my work around money.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's making me like, oh, is it expensive or it's just like when you look at your budget. That's something that you can't afford right now, but mm-hmm. you also have other things that you make sure you can't afford, right. um, which is perfectly fine. And it's your choice. Right. But I think when people are so quick to say therapy is expensive, it's kind of like I don't know exactly what that means for that person. Right. Which is something that could be discussed, you know, of course, in therapy or, or just in general. Like, so what is expensive for you? Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I have done in the past like scholarship and things like that. I would never tell people like, okay, well, since you can't afford this, I'm going to charge you this. Mm-hmm. I always am like, okay, well, what's in your budget? And right. we can see if that works for us. And right. if it doesn't, I have to refer you out and that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I try not to put my expectations of other people on mm-hmm. them. Um, and, and, because sometimes we do that as well, where if somebody says, Oh, that's a little bit more than I expected, mm-hmm. especially as therapists and caretakers, we're mm-hmm. quick to be like, okay, mm-hmm. what can I do to make this work? Mm-hmm. And what can I do to, and, and I've learned to just say like, okay, so, how can I help you do you need referrals you know things like that right um and because sometimes they'll say that and they'll be like but I want to figure it out you know mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you a call once I figure it out so I just think when we say the word expensive it it has become such a negative thing yeah uh and I think about when whenever I as I reach out whenever as I reach my financial goals things that would have been expensive like when I first started going to therapy, I was like, okay, I have insurance. I need mm-hmm. to make sure I use insurance because I can't afford to pay whatever, whatever. Right. Or I'm going to go to a sliding scale therapy because I can't afford to pay. Um, but obviously, as I reach my financial goals, it's like, oh, it's not that expensive and it's worth it. When mm-hmm. you find someone that you click with and it helps you with what you need, it's not, It's like you said, it's the investment Yeah.
0: piece of yeah. it. Yeah, and, so. and kind of how does it fit into whatever your own goals and values may be. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things to consider.
1: Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And I think like you're saying, like the when you're looking at it like an investment, when you're mm-hmm. looking at it like a gym membership, a doctor's appointment, mm-hmm. um, medication, you know, right. when you're looking at it like this is something that benefits my health, um, right. I think that it can it can kind of shift your perspective of it.
0: Right. Like this can help you clear up whatever it is that you are whatever thoughts or whatever emotions or whatever is keeping you stuck Mm -hmm. and so that's always kind of the perspective that I came from especially when I was having you know a lot of challenges it's like this is the thing that is helping me stay sane Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like this is the thing that's helping me also get some momentum to move forward right and so for me it, it it was less luxury mm-hmm. than it was this is kind of my lifeline right now mm. you know and I had other options I could have gone to other places uh, where maybe it would have been less expensive mm-hmm. again using that word like less of an investment um, financially and yet I knew that the connection that I had with that particular therapist and the work that I was doing it was invaluable to me mm-hmm. it was invaluable and so again there's so many different things that, that, that are of consideration, but if you're not, if you're looking at it as, you know, Oh, anybody, you know, I can go anywhere, do that. I mean, and it's not to say that there's not a lot of options, right. right? But what is it that you're really trying to get out of therapy? I think is what you have to be clear on. Right.
1: I don't know why I just got freaked out that it wasn't recording. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and I, and I think it, I also think it's very important to, identify if money is an issue, right? Right, If, if you constantly are struggling, like just like any other area, if you're Mm -hmm. constantly struggling in this one area, Mm -hmm. um, whether that's again, I don't make enough money. Mm -hmm. And so then yes, I cannot afford this or I make enough money, but I spend too much or I make enough money, but I'm scared to spend any of those things. Like if, if it's like a, a, a struggle for you in that area, Yeah. Um, It's an ongoing struggle an ongoing struggle right it's something that you may need to address and again I think of course therapy is a great place to address those things especially if you go to someone that does work with money issues and things like that
0: that's a really good
1: point but there are a lot of resources just like we say with everything else there's a lot of resources and so kind of starting to understand your connection to money and right. although you know it's so funny because like as i was going through my journey with money um a lot of the stuff was like well money is just tangible like you mm-hmm. spend less than you make and then you're good you know that's what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do but it's it's also extremely emotional
0: yeah right it's absolutely. extremely
1: emotional some of it comes with like shame if you have mm-hmm. debt and it's mm-hmm. like how did i get here why right. am i here what kind of decisions that i made some of it you know it's, it's a lot of like if you make more money than your family makes right. or if you're not making enough, right. you always have to borrow money. Like all of those yeah. things compile and makes money a very emotional thing. And so Absolutely. it's okay to address that yeah. and to deal with that, even though it's just like, a, oh, well, duh, just spend less than you make. Yeah. Like that sounds so simple, but that's not when we have, I think, oh, I heard this thing. Sorry, I'm kind of going on a Sandra, but um, somebody said the way you, the way you are with your money is the way you are with food sometimes. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, I was like, huh, that's kind of true. Because, like, I can be extremely strict and regimented when it comes to money and food. Or I could just be like, whatever I want to do today, (laughs) that's all that matters. I want to eat. I am going to eat. I want to spend. I'm going to spend, you know. And it just kind of comes out of nowhere sometimes. And so Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we'll talk about, like, having food issues. And I think it's the same thing with money issues. Like, sometimes it's it's important to address that.
0: Yeah. And I think money is one of those things where it's like money and sex, where if you are having issues – it's usually the areas where you can't keep kind of putting it off, putting it off. Right, right. Like money gets our attention, sex it gets Mm -hmm. our attention, you know? That's true, that's true. And and I think it's what you're saying is money is so often just the external of what's happening with the internal. Yes. And so if you're going through a hard time and it's just a crappy phase that you're in, that's Mm -hmm. one thing. But if it's this ongoing perpetual, not enough, not enough, not enough, or I can't make ends meet, like what else might be going on? Right, right. Address
1: that, figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, If that is a struggle.
0: If it's not a struggle and you just think therapy is is expensive, we're going to get into that now. Yes. (laughs) Well, why why does it cost? And so I think one thing that's important to distinguish is there's different, you can receive therapy from different places, Mm -hmm. right? And so what we're, referring to more often is when you go see someone
1: who's in private practice right right, right. and and does private pay they and, aren't and necessarily the, taking insurance or
0: anything right and the yes. difference between going someone in private practice versus let's saying an agency. agency or somewhere else is these people are self-employed they're in
1: <laughs> business for themselves right and again just kind of going back with my history when I was doing my internship I was at a um it's like an agency, it was still private practice basically, but she had a sliding scale thing, mm-hmm. and it's all relative because I would have clients that would be paying $20, mm-hmm. and some weeks they were like, I can't come this week, I can't afford the $20, you yeah. know. So yeah. that was based on their life circumstances or yeah. whatever. So to them, $20 was expensive, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so it's typically like a cash pay is what I'm thinking about, uh, um, yeah. for the most part, and people that are in business for themselves, right and, and the don't take insurance and don't take insurance it but even be. if you take insurance sometimes it can be like well $40 or $60 you know yeah yeah,
0: yeah. well in I think it's important for us to talk a little bit also we I think we've we talked about this in previous sessions like why we don't take insurance like mm. you and I for example neither of us take insurance mm-hmm. and some people don't understand why that is mm-hmm. and the reality is for us and our business model right is it's A lot to keep up with. You know, you have someone that needs to be doing the billing. You need to make sure that you're getting the right codes. Uh, Insurance companies are notorious for coming back months after you've already provided treatment and then saying that they're not going to pay for something. Um, And they also will often just give you a certain amount of sessions that you'll qualify. So you're kind of a lot of restrictions. A lot of restrictions and you're kind of answering to the insurance company to how you're going to treat your client, right? Yeah. Like they the insurance companies a lot of times want, you know, how do we get them from point A to point point B as quick as possible? Right. And in some cases that could be the mm-hmm. issue, but when you have situations where there is more um there's more there's there's more complexity to an mm-hmm. issue It kind of restricts what you're able to do with your client. Mm-hmm. And yeah. is that always what is the best for the client? Right. Right.
1: And having to figure out the red tape for that sometimes. Yeah. Of like, how do I make sure I'm treating my client as well as satisfying whatever the mm-hmm. insurance company and even with that, like you know, the requirement for diagnosis, mm-hmm. um, confidentiality, right? Sometimes depending on the insurance company, what do you have to reveal about the clients and things like that? Absolutely. Um. So it's a lot of reasons uh, that we don't. But obviously, there are a lot of dope therapists that do take Absolutely. insurance and have figured it out and love it and enjoy Driving it with it exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that's amazing for those people. But I knew pretty early on that yeah. that wasn't going to be my my road I knew from the beginning <laughs> you had already uh, had experience yeah in the company.
0: We, I have mentioned before we had a family-owned medical equipment company and dealt with that and it was like never again
1: <laughs> so right. I knew
0: I knew going into into private practice that it was just not something that I was going to have the bandwidth to deal right, with right and the, the other part to that is a lot of times I know from I, I think as a therapist you need to know how you're going to be able to show up at your best. Yep. And if I'm having to deal with billing and calling insurance companies and submitting claims and following up on claims, and then maybe have 25, 30 clients a week mm-hmm. that I'm just not going to show up at my best right. in that way. Right. As a therapist. And so I, I just, I'm just self-aware about that. Yeah. So that's
1: a good point that showing up as your best. I think what you just said about the number of clients,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: I have had a job, a uh, contract position where they wanted us to see 40 to 50 clients yeah. a week Yeah. Jeez. and I would be
0: completely drained. I don't even know how you see 40 to 50, 55, 40, 45 minutes. That's the other thing. When you do insurance. You have a forty five minute session. Right, as opposed to fifty five. Which is what we do. Yeah. We do the 55 um that mm-hmm. that the, they had it very strategic.
1: <laughs> they knew exactly for the insurance you have to do, I think, forty two minutes in order for it to build yeah. it for a full hour. Yeah. So they expect you to do forty two minutes. It was all all the clients are at one location. So you go forty two minutes, and run to the other room, forty two minutes, and run to the other room. Yeah. It was a lot. It was it was a lot, especially even with the population I was working with too, that made it a little bit more mm-hmm. difficult. But um but I <laughs> I knew that that wasn't going to be plausible in my own business. Right. That And this is you get paid um, for these sessions. That doesn't include your notes, of course. You have mm-hmm. to do your notes um, and that's unpaid. Um, and that's literally just like your time at the site. It's not included any um, other things that you have to do, which we'll talk about later. Other things you have to do to maintain your license, right, to be, right. be a reliable and competent right. professional, like right. all of those things that also cost money and time that's not including that stuff.
0: So I think that's a really good point. You know, again, when we're looking at, so why does therapy cost what it does? And so if you think of what the therapist has to do in order just to run the private practice, like you said, we have to do ongoing continuing education where we need a certain amount of hours every, you know, couple of years or what have you in order to maintain our licenses. Mm -hmm. And then you want to take continuing education that you're going to want to like really use use, and, you, yeah. you know, and, and it can cost a pretty, pretty penny depending on what type of training you do. So we're have to do ongoing training. Um, You mentioned something else in there and it like it flew over my head, but there's a, a, Oh, the time also, like we may see you for 55 minutes, but that's not the only amount of time that we spend on your case. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there's notes to do. If there's homework that you know, we're going to send to you or resources we're going to send to you. Mm-hmm. It may be that we, something's coming up in your session and we want to dig a little bit more mm-hmm. into. So we're going to spend time. So Researching. There's, yeah. And a consultation with mm-hmm. other clinicians, mm-hmm. cl- mm-hmm.
1: which sometimes mm-hmm. are free and sometimes you pay for that. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, just going into like business, just running a business. Absolutely. Is not cheap. Now, I will say, being a therapist probably is a lower overhead. Oh, for sure. Business overhead. Yeah, we don't need a <laughs> than lot Having of... like a clothing store or something.
0: <laughs> and then depending on where you're at, like for example, yeah. us, the area town that we're in, we love the area town that we're in. We're in Houston and, you know, we're in a, in the Montrose area. But rent over here is different than if we would go further out of right. town, right? right? Um. So depending on your location, you got rent. You know, you have um, office expenses, office expenses, softwares that we use. Software. Yeah. Um, and, you know, both of us do electronic records. So that's so there's so many other fees that we are paying on a monthly basis um, just to be even have the couch for you to come in
1: and sit on. Right. Right. I think that's a big part of just like what you said earlier about the business model that we chose. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Cause I think about um, other people's experiences in therapy and not saying that one is better than the other, right. but obviously we've chosen to kind of create a certain environment. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I didn't even realize it cause I haven't had this experience of my own with therapy, but like, remember my friend came and told us he was doing his a- EAP. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, my therapist is just like at a desk and it's a chair and I just walked <laughs> in and, and like, so we have the couches and you have the plants and all that yeah. kind of stuff. He's like, I just walk in and sit at the desk and we talk and I was yeah. like, okay, I, I guess that makes sense, you know, yeah. cause he's kind of, that's how he's built his practice. Um, so I think just, again, it's, it's the business model that we've chosen. It's the way that we've chosen to run our business. And, and fortunately we get that as an option.
0: Right. Right. Um, And I I think that's more of what people are referring to when they say, why is it so expensive? It's typically, um, therapists who kind of take this approach.
1: Right. That are, that want to create an environment that we would consider therapeutic. Obviously everybody feels differently and right. you can get help in, in many different capacities but that we would consider therapeutic and going back to what you said about um, being a, your best self as a therapist absolutely I think where do I thrive the most right yeah. so what type of env- environment do I thrive the most in if I'm have if i in a location where I'm not comfortable or yeah. if I'm you know there's so many factors so making sure that we can show up as our best selves That's as therapists
0: so big for me yeah like I remember from being an internship where you know, I was at an agency and it's like, you got the track lighting and the chair and the desk. I was like, no, <laughs> I, I, went, to be
1: comfortable. I was like, I went
0: to the Goodwill and I got like, cause my thing was if people are coming in distress, mm-hmm. like I want them to feel like they're going somewhere nurturing and welcoming, not like you're being interrogated. Right. You know, right like right, under right. this track lighting. Yeah. So I would get lamps and back then I would do the sensies mm-hmm. and all the stuff. Cause it I think it does make a difference. But again, there's that costs something. Right. Right? Like right, that, right. That costs something. Right. So again, it's just what is it that you're looking for? But we're just trying to give you some insight as to what some of the costs are that we that we have as private practice. Clinicians, right?
1: And kind of going back to the first one, I just wanted to say like the time management is really important. Um, again, there are therapists that can have a high capacity of clients yeah. and thrive and feel perfectly fine with that. Yeah, I know my me mentally, I cannot. I, I, can't, I can't. I cannot see. So seeing twenty clients versus forty clients, mm-hmm. and again, these are hour sessions yeah. or ninety minute sessions. Sometimes for me, oh, for both of us, I guess. Yeah. Um, so twenty versus forty clients, and then um, that along with still having to run a business, right. still have to do our pres- right. professional development, still having to like, so that goes into like, it's not a normal 40 hour week at that point.
0: At all. Um
1: uh, and so me understanding that I chose to go into business for myself, but that did not mean I wanted to sacrifice every piece of my life. Right. I really am. I find work life balance extremely important for me. Yeah. Um, and while I do kind of sometimes go over and if I have an influx of clients I'm not really the best at saying no (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I also I know how this works as well with ups and downs I know it's gonna be weeks when I don't have as many clients so then I can kind of enjoy a little bit more of the the life part and going to lunch with friends you know being able to kind of whatever I need to do to keep myself in a good space as a therapist to make sure I can take care of my clients
0: well and I think what you're talking about like with the influx it may not seem obvious or it may seem obvious, but this is a business. Yes. Right. Like, yes. so we have times where it's high, we have times where it's low and we are maintaining a business. And so many of us, this is our, you know, this is where, this is how we this eat. Is how we make money. Yes. <laughs> I have three children. You know what I mean? Like I got to feed them mm-hmm. and I have a whole home that, mm-hmm. you know, so this, this is our livelihood. Mm-hmm. And so, There are things though that that there are options and we'll get into that more later, but there are things that we do because it is important for us to make sure that we are giving back and also making it accessible Mm -hmm. in other ways. So so we'll get it more into that later, but um but again, this this is a business. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I I think kind of what we talked about earlier when we were talking about just money issues and things or financial stress or expensive versus not expensive. As a therapist, that's also important. I know it. I show up much better when I'm not under financial stress. Now that mm-hmm. is that does not mean I'm putting. I want to put that on my clients. Right. That's why I went did the work I did over the past couple yeah. years of learning like how do I pay myself, mm-hmm. how do I make sure I have a cushion so I feel mm-hmm. comfortable, so even if it's low weeks or not mm-hmm. so uh, or busy weeks or, or slow weeks, I'm perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. That's why I did that work around that because I knew that during times when it was slow and if I had not prepared for that it was difficult for me to be show up as the best there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I'm human. Absolutely. And to shut off the fact that like, oh crap, I don't have any money in my account. Mm-hmm. And this week, this client is telling me, actually, I only want to come once a month. Right.
0: right you know, okay, right, right, I, right.
1: while I would never put that on them and be like, well, no, you need to come every week. Like right. I would never yeah. do that. Yeah. That does impact me as a human. Right, right. Um, And so when you, when therapists are good at, dealing with their own many issues mm-hmm. when they're good at setting boundaries and they're good at deciding like, this is what I need for me to be a capable and an efficient therapist to be able to help you to the best of my abilities. It helps the clients as well.
0: Absolutely. It's
1: definitely not a, it's not a, it's easy, I guess when you're, um, to think like, Oh, well, if y'all just lower the price to this and then just pick up 10 more clients or twenty more clients, yeah. then all of your clients will be happy. Mm-hmm. And, I think it's someone, you you as well, we've talked about this before, like who has had different prices, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's never going to be satisfactory no, to anybody. No, so you really mm-hmm. have to be like, what the work that I do, the effort I put into my clients, the work I put into the environment, mm-hmm. all of that my clients come into, um, all of that, what is that worth? Right. Um, Especially if I'm going to choose to be into business, yeah. stay in business for yourself. So.
0: And I think the other piece to that, and then we'll move into Reasons. the options, mm-hmm. but- I think the other piece to that is this idea that when you are a helper mm-hmm. or and maybe not even just by profession, but that you should do it without just because mm-hmm. and not expect anything in return. Yeah. Right. And that, and so many of us, I think, get into this profession because on some level we have been the nurturers, the people pleasers or what have you. But It's just this idea that if you care about people, you should just give, give, give without expecting in return. And and that in it of itself is problematic thinking. Mm -hmm. Um and I think because of how our medical system is set up and the experience that people have with the health system with the health system and all of that, yeah, there's there's a lot of emotion and stuff around that but if we separate that also from the idea that people who are helpers or people who are nurturing that on some on some level it's dirty to expect to get paid for that mm-hmm. and yet it's money like it's like you're talking about it's, it's an exchange of energy mm-hmm. really like if it, and this is what we're trying to teach our clients mm-hmm. right like if you are giving don't feel that it's a dirty thing or a shameful thing for you to also okay. expect to receive on some level mm-hmm. for there to be equity mm-hmm. and on the other level is that i think as a client it's important for you to feel that energy exchange of investing in yourself mm-hmm. i'm i'm going to put this money aside i'm going to do what i need to do or or not do what i need to do cuz maybe it maybe it is those but I'm going to make it a priority and I'm going to invest in myself. And a lot of times that in and of itself is part of the therapy, right? It's like, I was saying like with me, I know when I've had tough times in my life, I'm like, no, I'm, and I was working on prioritizing Mm -hmm. myself. I was working on not being, not feeling guilty about taking care of myself Mm -hmm. above other stuff. And so just the practice of me investing and going and paying, yeah, that helped. And it was also an opportunity for me. You know, there were times where I I would negotiate with my therapist and say, you know what, like, this month sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and she was always wonderful. She's like, I got you. You know, mm-hmm. like we'll figure it out. But that was part of my own healing, right? Asking, advocating for myself. Mm-hmm. So. All of it is, is it, it can, if you look, if you take a step back, the whole from beginning to end can be part of your healing process. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So I know you wanted to go over some resources for if
1: if you are struggling to find a therapist that is within your budget. Yes. Um, whether that's because of specialty or whatever the reason is, um, just to, and we've talked about some of these before, but just to have some resources of like this, these are some options for you. Um, as far as just making sure that you still get the help and not blaming the money.
0: So maybe going the private practice route is not the way. Maybe it is, maybe it's not, but there are other options. Private practice is not the only option. There is a uh, wonderful organization online called Open Path Collective, Mm -hmm. which has very affordable rates where you're paired up with a therapist in your area, in your state, and you do the therapy online. Mm-hmm. So Open Path Collective, and I'm, I I know there's other. I, I know that's the
1: main one I, I've heard of a mm-hmm. lot because they they also you can donate to them as well, so that the um it can continue and they can continue to pay the therapists and things like mm-hmm. that.
0: Yeah. So Open Path Collective is is an option. Um, community health agencies. Both of us are talking about how in during our internship, mm-hmm. you know, I was at one here uh, locally in in Houston where. It was sliding scale Mm -hmm. and sometimes it was free, Mm -hmm. you know, so uh, most often there will be um, agencies like that in your area that offer uh, mental health services to the community. Right. You just
1: have to provide typically some like financial history, Mm -hmm. let them know Mm -hmm. what your income is, family size, things like that. And that'll help them determine like what your rate will be.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. And then again, if you do go the, the, the private practice route, there are therapists out here, I know plenty of them, who, who offer sliding scales. Yep. And what we mean by sliding scale is essentially, just like we were saying with the agency, they'll look at what your income is. Uh, sometimes they'll ask you for some pay stubs, mm-hmm. um, proof of income. But depending on what you're making, or if you're a student, or what have you, they'll offer you a rate that may be more within your budget. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So sliding scale options um, for a lot of private practices. Right. Sometimes they'll advertise it and sometimes they don't. So you can always just just ask. ask. Right. Yeah. You can just ask. Neither of us do sliding scale, but what we do is a scholarship option Mm -hmm. where it's a reduced fee and we have allotted a certain amount of of slots for that. Mm -hmm. And if there's one available, mine, I've mentioned it here before, is the committed to healing program Mm -hmm. where you know i I know the clients are invested in their therapy, and there's certain requirements that they have to remain um eligible mm-hmm. for the program, but it's a reduced fee yeah and um and so I know like i said there's 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 options sometimes even within the private pay definitely and and again, going with the private
1: practice, then that goes into like insurance and mm-hmm. EAP, which mm-hmm. is what we kind of discussed earlier that those are always good places to start if you have benefits, check into them, see how much you know, your copay is and, and, um, see if that's an option or EAP, which employee assistance programs, mm-hmm. if that, if you have that and they do offer mental health, um, coverage, it's free. Right. Right. And so that's a great, now again, you get limited number of sessions and things yeah. like that, but it's a great place to start. If you have that as a benefit, Yeah, go through, check and see what therapists are available. You call them. They're typically available 24 hours a 24 hours a day for you yeah. to call and try to set up. They also have counselors that you can talk to on the phone if you're, like, in crisis or whatever, but they'll set you up with a therapist that's on the EAP, Yeah. and then you can also see clients that way.
0: Yeah, um, and sometimes uh, therapists, they may not take insurance, but you can use your flux savings or your health savings accounts. Yeah. That's another option that you can use for therapy. So. And see if the, there's reimbursement options for you for out-of-network therapy That's right. Yeah. So, um, and then the last one is university clinics. Mm-hmm. If there is a university in your area, I know I graduated from university of Houston, Clear Lake, and we had a clinic on campus that wasn't just for the students. If you're a student, definitely check out right. the campus the university, um, the university clinic, but, The university clinic that was there, it was the different students who were going through the different programs, and we offered free to very low, like $10 Mm -hmm. uh, for the sessions. And and so it's not just the students on their own kind of winging it we were there and we had our professors, our supervisors who are also overlooking the the sessions and so are guiding us. So that's another option as well. Definitely. Definitely.
1: So hopefully that that's helpful. You know, we definitely didn't want to just say like therapy is not expensive. We wanted to make sure that you had. No, it's
0: not. So just get out there and get your your therapist. therapist. Just find a therapist.
1: (laughs) So we wanted to make sure that we did give y'all some resources. And, and also I want to just kind of say, cause I know, what I have went through the process of finding a therapist and when my friends have went through the process that it's not always the easiest process to find someone that is within your budget that specializes in what Mm -hmm. you want them to specialize in and has the availability that you want them to have and is seeing new clients, (laughs) you know, and is as responsive. Like it can be difficult to find a therapist because, um, I think the, when we think of the medical system, sometimes we, um, we, Think of like doctors' offices who right. have like assistants and like that assistants and have this whole like team. And a lot of therapists are just doing it on their own. So I right. do I,
0: I do appreciate that it does take some time to find someone, but you know, don't give up. One thing I will say we could wrap it up is the other option is maybe there's not a person in your area, but nowadays, mm-hmm. as um, long as they're in your state yep. and if they offer video sessions, and maybe that particular therapist is in another part of the state, That's true. but they offer sliding scale or their rate is more affordable, that's that's another option that you have as well. So we're no longer limited to just the little area that maybe you live in. Maybe you don't live in a major city like we do. um, But that's the great thing about technology is it can connect you to someone way on the other side of the state. Definitely. And make sure you check
1: out melaninandmentalhealth.com. We have a list of dope therapists there. Um, Some take insurance, some take our private pay, some Mm -hmm. have sign and scale. So just check that out including um, us including
0: us we're, we're on there too we're on there <laughs> um we're follow happy us with questions that y'all have and stuff
1: too. yes yes if you have any questions mm-hmm. if you need help finding finding a therapist just let us know yeah uh, follow us on our social media melanin and mental health melanin health on twitter and we appreciate you guys for listening we'll talk to you guys next time Bye. Bye.